This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly, the podcast presented by College Bar and Grill, online at ilovecollege.co. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is also brought to you by Boxy Bow, M Drive, and Behind the Mask Hockey. Now here are your hosts, Scott Strandy, and I'm Tom Callahan. Open practice that just completed for Arizona State Sun Devils. We're um, waiting for the players to come out. Everybody's anticipating the opportunity to get some good autographs. Tom is going to be first in line, but I drew him back. I uh, I was going to be first in line, but I was told that I should probably let the children go first in line, so I let the children go first in line, but uh, that's all right. So as we get ready to go here, and uh, I'll tell you what, it again, cool event, uh, something that's really neat, and when I was a kid, Scott, an open practice um I grew up in Buffalo, and for the Buffalo Sabres to have open practice, I thought was the coolest thing in the world. I got to see the team up close and personal, got to go down to ice level, watch the guys, my heroes right. growing up, uh, and it was it was just a really cool event. So it's neat to see there's already kids in line to our right here, um, everybody getting ready to go here because the, there's going to be autographs and uh, pictures and, and all kinds of fun to be had after watching ASU get out there and give it a whirl for an hour or so. You know, and... For a lot of kids that don't get a chance to see them, they do normally practice at Oceanside Ice Arena, and they practice at pretty much a closed practice except the media. So this is a great way for them to get out, meet some young fans, explain to them a little bit about college hockey and how it works. We're excited to have a couple of the players in, hopefully Coach Powers for a few minutes as we uh, prepare for the NCAA Regional Tournament, which we all know they're in. It's a matter of where. Uh, and we'll find that out Sunday at our uh, college hockey southwest weekly live selection show and that's one of the other things that's <laughs> intriguing right now scott is where are the sun devils going uh we've had a couple of different theories about where we think they're gonna go uh, it started with providence it's moved around a couple times last week we thought maybe fargo uh but now there's been some I, I don't even know if you want to call it a development but just the way things are going in the ecac right now uh, it looks like maybe ASU does go back to uh, a Providence type of setting just because there's so many ECAC teams getting in. And as you informed me, um, you can't have division rivals going head-to-head in the first round of the tournament. Exactly, and I think that's where it all comes down to. Right now there's four ECAC teams in there. There's Princeton, there's Harvard, there's Clarkson and Cornell. Uh, and the thing of it is, they're so closely bunched. They're two and threes in the... Uh, in the regional seedings so a two can't play a three and you know however they work out so they may end up having to sit as we do that right now these Sun Devil players are uh, sliding into place behind us or in front of us as you might be behind the camera uh guys look like they broke a little sweat Tom well they did and you know it was a crisp uh crisp skate uh there was some energy uh, which is good to see. They did a lot of flow drills, get the legs going, get the pace up. And I think that's one of the most important things, Scott, that these guys could do is try to get the legs going, get that uh, that energy level up as much as possible because they're the only ones who are sitting and not playing. They're the only ones not in a conference tournament. Uh, they're the lone D1 um, a team that doesn't have an affiliation, doesn't have games to play for, what, three weeks? They're, they're going to be sitting by the time tournament starts. Absolutely, and that, that's one of the things that can be good and bad. For Johnny Walker, the, the goal-scoring leader in all of NCAA hockey, are tied for it. Uh, coming off of a minor injury, it's good for him to get the time off. 
for everybody else. Who knows? Maybe they wanted to get back and play. But I think you hit it best a couple of weeks ago when we had our podcast, and you said maybe it's good that the guys get a chance to sit and stew about this weekend at Minnesota because you don't get right back on the ice. you got to think about your last two games were not your best. As Coach Powers said, it was probably their worst. And it, it, it players like to have in any sport a chance at redemption right away. They like to get back out there on the ice, on the field, on the court, whatever it is, and prove that, well, that's, that's not who we are. That's not how it goes. Well, they didn't. That was the end of the regular season, and again, with no conference tournament to go to. Uh, Scott, that's what they're hanging their hat on right now for the last couple of weeks when they look at game film. And to use it as motivation, to use it as something where these guys look at it and say to themselves, you know what? That wasn't our best, and we know that wasn't their best performance. And so now, going into the tournament, they've got motivation, saying, guys, when we came out of Minnesota, there was a lot of talk about how we weren't supposed to be here and we weren't very good and maybe we don't deserve our rankings. That's all bulletin board material for this team, Scott. And if they, I, I don't know that they needed reasons to be good, <laughs> but if they did, they sure got them. Well, we're building up with more anticipation, more anticipation. This line is getting longer and longer as we sit here. The players are now almost all in position. And uh, as we look at them, like I said, they did break a sweat up there, so Coach Powers is holding nothing back for an open practice. He gives them a little workout. Uh, you'd expect that, though. they got to get their legs back under them and get ready to go. Let's, Tom, quickly revisit the three guys that were up for awards, in my estimation. We had Johnny Walker up for the Hobie Baker. We found out today, disappointingly enough, that he did not get uh, into the finalist group, the 10 finalists, which, you know, it's kind of hard to uh, swallow when you're the leading goal scorer in the country and you've had, you know, second for most consecutive or most games with two or more goals. Um, and just the performance that we've seen of, out of Johnny. But your thoughts? Well, it, it is disappointing. He's not in the final 10. Um, and, Scott, I've said this before, but really, I mean, if you if, if you're asking me, Tom, what excuse could you have come up with as a voter to not put him in the finals? The only thing I can think of is that he's a sophomore. Right, um, right. You know, he's not a junior. He's not a senior. So maybe your sympathetic vote goes to the senior uh, instead of the sophomore thinking, well, he'll be around for a little while longer. But, I mean, he didn't even play in every game throughout the season. Still finished tied for the nation's lead in goals. I know the assists weren't there, but not everybody is also uh, going to be a dish guy. And, and look, on this team, Johnny Walker was a goal scorer. The right. scoring was spread out beyond Johnny right. Walker, but the guy who carried the load offensively was was Johnny. So um, I think if you judged it in that light, you either didn't pay attention to how this program was built and what it was doing, or you just didn't want to find out. So yeah. It, yeah. it is disappointing that he's not there, but hopefully two more seasons uh, for him to continue to be in the conversation for Hobie Baker. Absolutely. Let's jump over to goaltender Joey Decord is still in the running for the Richter Award. I still think he's one of the most viable candidates. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago after the season ended in Minnesota, it was disappointing in the fact that, you know, he, he gets credited with, or not credited, but discredited with the fact he had to give up five goals two nights in a row to end yeah. the season. Kind of shot his numbers out of whack. And if anybody was looking at, the the season before that they would go my god he's he's a hands down favorite to be a top three right those numbers got a little bit skewed at the end of the year and that may cost you yeah and 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 i think you're right scott in the end that will be probably what does cost him a shot at it um you know number one in shutouts and that's that's nothing to sneeze at no no Uh, that's certainly a nice stat to to lead the nation in but when you kind of slide out in the goals against in the in the save percentage categories i think that may 
go against him in a couple of ways. And so, unfortunately for Joey, uh, I, but a great season. Take nothing away from his season. But, I mean, if you're looking for, you know, reason to proclaim him the best goaltender in the country based on that, I think some voters will probably have uh, a problem making him their number one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, that's one one we don't talk much about, the, the plus-minus rating and Captain Brinson Pashnik and what he's brought to the Sun Devil team his first year as a captain. And... Uh, what a difference he's made. Plus minus, Tom, why don't you go ahead and explain that to those that don't know plus minus. Sure, it's a five-on-five five stat uh, where when you're on the ice for a goal for, you get a plus. When you're on the ice for a goal against, you get a minus. It doesn't apply to power play and penalty killing, um, but it does uh, really show that in a basic way. I mean, there's a lot more fancier stats out there now and different metrics, but uh, you know what? You get a good idea of a guy's defensive commitment and responsibility and also his ability to generate some offense in a balanced way because it does count both ways. It counts offensively and defensively. So um, I think when you have a team with some strong plus minus and a lot of guys who have a good plus minus rating on it, it says good things about your team. It says good things about the way they play the game. Um, and that uh, five on five, you're a strong hockey club. Absolutely. So let's jump in now to a non-player, but let's talk about coach of the year. I mentioned earlier that the Desert Hockey Classic that was played out here at Gila River uh, over the Christmas holiday. We had four great teams. We had Minnesota Duluth, we had Clarkson, we had Minnesota State, and of course the Arizona State Sun Devils. And at the end of the season now, Minnesota State's coach, Mike Hastings, is the WCHA Coach of the Year. The ECAC Coach of the Year goes to Casey Jones at Clarkson. Uh, It leaves open the national one for maybe somebody in Tempe. What do you think? Well, it's hard to look at the job that Greg Powers has done here and not appreciate and put him in that conversation because what Greg Powers has done, he's built the program. First of all, a program that coming into this year, I don't know how many people, Scott, really gave this team even a shot at being ranked, right? let alone making the tournament uh, and with a pretty solid ranking to boot. And so just in their third full year of NCAA play, looking at where he's taken this team from ACHA D1 hockey uh, three years went to the tournament, won a championship at that level, now brought them up to Division One, and now has them ranked and heading to a national tournament. Uh, you know, the body of work is, is immense, but this year is the year it really uh, came to fruition, I think. And if there's a year you're going to recognize the job he's right. done, this, will this, be is it, the year. Right? this is the year to do it. Absolutely. You know, as people just continue to come in here to, uh, to get their chance to meet some of these players, it's quite, quite an exciting time. For a college kid, too, to be able to have his fan base right in front of him, it's kind of giving them the feel that they know they are something right now, right? Well, absolutely. And a lot of these youngsters who are here right now online watching these guys getting autographs from them, I mean, this is, uh, this is huge. <laughs> this is, you know, potential, hey, I want to be a Sun Devil. I want to play Division One college hockey. Uh, you know, not only do you have an NHL program here, but now you've got a D1 hockey program, and uh, they're very accessible. The guys there are great. We've been dealing with them all year long, so it's been a, a pleasure to be around them. And uh, you know what? I really hope it. Gr- I'm all for growing the game. That's right. the most important thing to me. I want everybody to play the sport. I want everybody to get into the sport, and I, I think it's the best sport in the world. It's why I love it so much. So uh, just to see this is a great way to grow the game, and, and for these youngsters, yeah, hang that poster on the wall. You look at those signatures, and who knows? In a couple of years, maybe some of those guys are playing in the NHL. Absolutely, and that's what it's all about is growing the game to see where these guys end up. You know, you, you see a guy like uh, like Austin Matthews that played right here in this very rink where we're at. You see 
Demetrius Kumanzis, who was a, a, a junior coyote at one time, spent a lot of time on this ice. Johnny Walker was up here. A number of these guys have had an opportunity to be on this ice as a youngster. Now they're doing it at their hometown university, and uh, a university that, that really, if you mentioned ASU, the first thing you don't think of is hockey, right? <laughs> right. Right, you're thinking of sunshine, and you you might think of the golf team, the baseball team, uh, football, basketball, whatever it is. But now, um, and, and again, thanks to the efforts of Coach Powers and his recruiting, and he's putting this team on the map. They're getting some notoriety, and you know what? They're going to grow. And right now, I mean, this is the, uh, the best-ranked program at this school, and I think people are starting to take notice. Absolutely. When it's you're impressive. Number, when you're number 10 in the pairwise and entering uh, – the NCAA regionals as a uh, probably a three seed the way it looks. So let's discuss that a little bit, Tom. Where are they going to head? In we talked about it briefly in the open that they've been all over the place, right? It's really hard to predict this, especially when there's games still going on and every conference is playing for a conference championship this particular weekend. So when they end Saturday night, they got less than 24 hours to wait for the selection show, and then they know where they're at. ASU's been waiting a long time to find out where they're at. And they got another couple of days of sitting around to do here, but once they find out, uh, they have to put the travel plans in gear quickly, Scott, because they'll be right out <laughs> heading to whatever regional they end up at. And, and there's four of them. Fargo is one of them, Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. Uh, then you've got um, Manchester, New Hampshire, and, of course, Providence, Rhode Island. So wherever ASU ends up, uh, it's going to be a quick turnaround. And, again, it's a one-and-done style tournament, but... I'm I'm interested because of the way things are playing out in the ECAC uh, yeah, to, yeah. to figure out where they are going to be. And, of course, barring upsets or uh, crazy things can happen. Crazy things always do happen. Absolutely. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, if things kind of go the way it looks like they're, they're working out to go right now, yeah, maybe these guys end up uh, as a three seed in Providence and, uh, and off they go. So I think it might be a really neat thing to see the East Coast fan base be able to come out for the, the Sun Devils. Well, absolutely, and that's the nice part about about the whole program is that the Desert Southwest is growing NCAA hockey, right? We know about the Coyotes. We know about the Golden Knights. We know about the Roadrunners. But now there's an NCAA team that's making some action. So, Well, I'll tell you what. It's uh, Right now, this is a team that's got a shot at possibly making a run here, and if they can actually make a run in the tournament, put themselves even more on the map, I think that'd be tremendous. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll come right back, and hopefully we'll get some players in here with us. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community, offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, welcome back into College Hockey Southwest Weekly. This is our live show here at the uh, open uh, practice at the Ice Den Scottsdale. I've got a Phoenix native with me. i got Anthony Croston with me. So you're all done for the night. What was it like being back up here at the uh, Scottsdale Ice Den? Oh, it was great. I mean, I, it's been a while since I've been, <laughs> been up here, probably a couple of years. Um, so it was good to be back on my, what I call my home ice, I would say. Um, it was kind of you know, different for us. We normally practice in the mornings uh, around 10 o'clock. So a night practice is <laughs> definitely different, but it's kind of game-like, so it was pretty cool. So what's it been like with the last two and a half weeks, just kind of sitting around waiting? You kind of know you're in the tournament, but you don't know where you're going or who you're playing. You got no competition. You come off of probably one of your most frustrating weekends 
to end the regular season. What's it been like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it, it's we you know we got we're getting anxious and stuff to yeah. to play. Um, but I mean, we're just taking it day by day, and um, you know, basically we're just practicing and working out right now. So we're just focusing on you know that first that that first game of the tournament. So um, you know, we're not. We're not getting too ahead of ourselves right now, and uh, we obviously know we're in the tournament now, so we're pretty excited about that. Um, so uh, definitely get s getting anxious, but it's been good so far. So what's the mentality of this team? How do you get ready for one and done, knowing that you lose, you're out, you win, you got another game, you're four wins away from a national championship? Has that sunk into you guys yet? Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that's sunk in. Um, but you know, like I said, we're focusing on that first game, and hopefully we can – Hopefully we can go out there and win it because you know that would be the biggest thing for this program that's programs ever you know witnessed so far. Um, but you know, like I said, it's just focusing on that first game, and if we bring it bring it bring it all and leave it all out there, then uh, you know I think we're going to be fine because you know we, it's one game at a time. You know, and when you get this much time off, you don't have the conference tournament, which can be a downfall, but it can also be a help. You got healed up a little bit. You guys are feeling comfortable from the bumps and bruises. I look at your nose and it looks like it's straight again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. We, it's it's definitely an advantage for us. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to be playing some games right now, but I would say it's an advantage because we we got to heal up our our you know our injuries that we have, and um, we're gonna be fresh going into that first game. So uh, you know, it's it's definitely an advantage for us. You know, when you look at where you guys are gonna fall, it looks like you're a number three seed somewhere. I'm guessing it doesn't matter to you guys where you play, but. You've been in a lot of big arenas, a lot of big events uh, in the last three years, so I'm guessing none of that bothers you. Is that tr a true statement? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've we've definitely been in some pretty big places and in front of a pretty good fan, pretty couple pretty good fan bases. So I think we're uh, we're definitely ready for something like that, and it's exciting to think about. So uh, you know, we're definitely getting anxious and ready to go. So well, next up is Selection Sunday. I know you guys have your own private party. We're going to be down at College Bar getting a little live reaction from you guys. And uh, it's time to stir up the fan base for you a little bit. So yep. good luck this weekend and getting the seed that you want. And, and we'll follow you along and see you up at the uh, Frozen Forum Buffalo. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thanks for visiting. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refind your prime with M-Drive. All right, welcome back into College Hockey Southwest Weekly. It's the open practice night here at the Ice Den in Scottsdale. I got goaltender Joey Decord with me. Joey, how, what was it like being on a different ice sheet tonight? It was really fun. It was... um. You know, it was a fun experience. I think all the guys were, you know, had a little extra jump in their step um, for practice tonight. It was pretty cool, um, you know, having having all those people come and watch us. And I don't know, it was just a nice change of pace. We've been practicing for, um, you know, a few weeks now. So you kind of get in a little bit of a, gets a little, not, not boring, but um, gets a little repetitive. And, um, you know, I think I think for us to kind of have a change of pace and, and um, get out of our normal rhythm, I think it was fun. I think it was good for our guys. You know, I haven't seen you or had a chance to visit with you since the trip to Minnesota. I know you guys were a little frustrated in the way that weekend ended. It wasn't your best performance. And my co-host said to you, he goes, maybe it's a good thing that you guys get a chance to stew over that a little bit and can take it out on the first-round opponent. Any truth to that? Um, I don't know. I feel like it was a while ago, and I feel like we kind of just have been reflecting on the entire season as a whole. Um, obviously, we were disappointed with um, how we played and, and the effort and the results, but 
Um, you know, I think for us, it, we've really just tried to reflect on, on the season, um, on the entire season, and um, realize how, how successful we've been and um, tried, to, tried to look back on that, on that success and, and figure out what worked for us um, and then use that and um, try to recreate it for the tournament game. When we talk about tournaments, one and done, there's four wins stopping you from a national championship. A lot's going to rest on your shoulders as it does with the gold center probably every night. Anything different you're going to take into this regional tournament? No, I think I've been successful um, doing what I do best, and that's just, um, you know, staying even keel and, and um, you know, sticking to the process and, and, and doing, doing the right things and doing the things that have gotten me here. And, and that's just, you know, I'm just going out there and it's another hockey game. And um, although there's a little extra pressure and, and um, you know, it's more, more on the line, I, I think it's just going to be another game and just try to go out there and, and um, you know, play to, my, play to my best ability. So we don't know where you're going yet for sure. Could be Fargo, could be Providence, could be New <laughs> Manchester, could, could be Allentown. We don't know. But I'm guessing to you it really doesn't make a difference. But is there a little extra incentive if you end up on the East Coast again? Absolutely. My little brother <laughs> goes to school in Manchester, so right? uh, and, and that's about 45 minutes from my house, so I, I'd love to play there. But, um, you know, any opportunity to play um, in the NCAA tournament, I I don't care where we play or where it is. I, you know, we'll be there. So um, we're really looking forward to it. All right. I want to revisit one more thing from Minnesota. And I want to tell me if I saw something or if it was the case, but you play without Johnny Walker. I know how close you and Johnny are. I know how you guys work on your long passes. It looked to me like you were a little out of sync without him on the ice. Fair assessment? No? Myself personally or yeah, the team? You, you, well, both. But it, it looked to me a couple times like you wanted to wing the puck down the ice and that and Johnny wasn't where Johnny normally is. Yeah, Johnny, well, he likes being at that far blue line. So um, I'm pretty sure he enjoys the fact that, that I have no issue sending it up so he doesn't have to skate all the way back right. uh, into, our, into our own zone. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I think there were a few times where um, I looked up and, um, you know, tried to make a play and um, – you know, there were other guys that were that were doing doing the same things, and um, you know, maybe just uh, you know, those those plays don't happen often, so <laughs> right. um, I don't think it was anything too crazy. I know one thing that did happen though. Saturday night, you got the first shot on goals. Pretty impressive. I was telling people in press row that you can shoot the puck, and that was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was cool. It was funny. Uh, <laughs> there was one point, like I looked up at the at the score sheet and. Uh, um, or at the, at the scoreboard, and, and uh, we had one shot on net, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's mine. <laughs> uh, you know, because I cleared it that one time on right. the penalty kill, and it just ended up going on net. When it was rolling in, I was like, oh, maybe take a bounce and go in. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> All right, let's talk, let's talk about the final 16 teams that are going to be announced on Sunday. You guys have your own little party. We're going to be at College Barn Grill rousing up the fans for you guys, and, and we have uh, Tom there doing some uh, reaction stuff for us. So it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody, but of the 16 teams that are in that tournament, we kind of know who they are. Can you beat all of them? Um, I think we have a team that can beat anybody. Um, you know, if we play the way that, that um, the way that's gotten us here and the way that we've been successful, I think we can beat anybody. All right, I'm wrapping it up with the Richter Award. You're still in the running for that. I know the Hobie was narrowed down a finalist, but we both know that goaltenders have a real hard time in the Hobie Baker just because there's you're up against everybody, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and the Richter Award is set aside, so... If you're called for that, if you're called to be a finalist, if you're called to win that award, how much would that mean to you personally? It'd be incredibly special. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think um, I think one of the things that's that's pretty um, special for me about it is 
Um, I wouldn't be in this situation if, if it weren't for how many wins we had as a team and, and how good we've been as a team all year. You know, I've really just been a product of um, how good our team has been this year. And, and um, you know, I'm kind of seeing a little bit of the reward from it personally. Um, so it, it's pretty nice, but um, I feel like it's a, it's a big reflection of how good we've been this year as a team. Wrap it up by saying, I know you, I think, personally, to know that you, you're all about wins, right? You've told me that over and over again. Yep. But I also know that you're about building the tradition at ASU. And anything that you can do to further the pitchfork, if I will, mm -hmm. is, uh, is going to be okay, huh? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's been really special to be a part of building the tradition here. And um, it's something that I'm really proud of. And, um, you know, it's really it's, – it's, it's been a unique situation to, to build – build the program and be a part of that um, initial tradition and um, it's something that I'm personally very proud of uh, to be a part of. Joy Decord, I can speak for everybody in Sun Devil Country that says we're, we're glad to have you around. Let's keep you one more year. <laughs> I keep throwing that little dig in there. Let's keep you one more year and let's win a national championship this year and repeat next year. Let's do it. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. Featuring daily specials and all-you-can-eat wings on Mondays, College Bar and Grill is located at 502 South College Avenue in Tempe, or find them online at ilovecollege.co. All right, welcome back into College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We're at the uh, live open practice for Sun Devil Hockey. We're here at the uh, Ice Den Chandler, or Ice Den Scottsdale, sorry. I've got my uh, spots mixed up. Not Oceanside. i got Coach Greg Powers with me. And, Coach, what was it like to play on a different ice sheet for practice? I think it was, it was great. It, the mission... You know, the, the, the reasoning behind it was it was mission accomplished. Um, we wanted to get our guys a little bit out of their comfort zone before we headed um, to our regional, you know, and, and, and get them in a different environment a little bit so we could knock that rust off now. Um, we'll have a few more practices back at Oceanside before we go, but I think it was good just to get out in the community and, and, and let people see us play a little bit and, and then obviously have the guys interact with, with some of the kids after was, was good. So it was, uh, it was a good night. Mission accomplished, correct. Now we got the uh, selection show headed your way on, on Sunday. And I, you guys know that you're in pretty much, but you don't know where you're going. I've asked you many times if it, if it matters where you go, and you've told me every time it doesn't matter. As it gets closer, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter at all. Um, I mean, you know, we could spin it positively anywhere they put us. Um, you know, we, we, uh, it's a tournament where 16 teams are going to be in it that are all very good. Anybody can win it. Um, anybody can beat anybody and, and, and we don't care. We're just, we're thrilled to, uh, to be a part of it. Um, and, uh, and we're going to continue to do what we did all year and just take it one game at a time. What's the past couple of weeks been like for you and the team getting rested up, but getting the rust knocked off again now and starting to get game prep. How much game prep can you do when you find out who your opponent is on Sunday night? You can do it. I mean, just as much as normal. We, we don't, we don't get film or you don't trade film until Sunday, uh, before, a series anyway so um you know we're gonna play at the earliest on friday and maybe even the latest on saturday so we're gonna have a normal amount of time to prepare for whoever we play um this this layoff has been great we've been able to focus on us and the guys are really dialed in their details very good right now and and that's 90 percent of our preparation anyway it's just on us you know the total enjoyment for me and the big relief for all the sun devil fans was seven was on the ice tonight and looked like he was pretty sharp 
What was your estimation on Johnny being back out there? It was good to have him back. He, you know, Johnny will be fine by the end of next week. Um, the adrenaline's a funny thing, and he's already been cleared to play, and um, so it's good to have him back. And and uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny's Johnny's a big piece of of, of our success, so it's, it's great to have him back. We look at the whole group in the in the sixteen. We kind of have an idea where they are. Looks right now like there's going to be four ECAC teams. Some of them you're familiar with. Uh, a lot of them you're familiar with, but. How good is that conference in, in comparison to the other conferences, or are they all pretty equal? I've said it's been the best conference we've, we've faced all year from top to bottom. I mean, it, it, they got some tremendous hockey teams in that league, and, and they're hard to play against. They play the right way. Um, so, it, you know, um, it's no surprise that they're going to have a, a, a lot of teams in the dance. You've had a couple of weeks now, like I said, off. What's been the buzz? What have you heard nationally about Sun Devil Hockey? Um. Honestly, I haven't paid too much attention to it. You know, it, it, it's um, it's been a nice a nice couple weeks of just again focusing on us and just us and not worrying about you know outside influences or opinions. And um, it, it's been great. Our guys, have, I think, made the most of it. We're healthy, we're rested, um, and and they're really ready to play. Coach, I appreciate your time as always. We're uh, we're gonna be down at College Bar doing a little rah rah for your fans. We're going to have uh, Tom Callahan up getting some reaction from you after they uh, make that announcement on Sunday. And, you know, I, I can say it's hockey history in the making, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. It should be a great day. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate Thanks, your time. OxyPow specializes in the use and applications of dry and wet-based ozone treatments and services for odor removal and chemical-free sanitizing applications. Not only can they make your sports gear smell better, but they also offer products and service applications for residential, commercial, automotive, and anywhere else there's an organic-based odor, bacteria, virus, mold, or fungus you need to eliminate safely, naturally, and with no harmful toxins or residues left behind. Visit them online at oxypow.com. That's O-X-Y-P-O-W.com. All right, well, we're back to wrap it up at the Ice Den in Scottsdale and uh, Scott Strandy. Man, what a busy day. Today what was busy. A, what a busy day. What a fun time. Good to see the excitement around the program. That's what it's all about is yeah. building, growing the game. Well, we've beat that to, uh, to a pulp here today <laughs> talking about it. But nice to have uh, Joey DeCord step in with us. Also nice to have Anthony Croston and, of course, Greg Powers step in and uh, just give us their thoughts. It's, it's kind of weird, Tom. I mean, normally we're talking about what's been going on last week and what's going to happen the next week. And We've been in the state of flux for a couple of weeks where we don't know where they're going, who they're playing. It's weird, right? Well, it's it's weird because the more things change, the more they stay the same is exactly <laughs> yeah. what's been happening. Um, nothing has happened to Arizona State. They're exactly the same as they were a couple of weeks ago with the ability to heal some injuries, but they haven't played any games and, and a little bit of rest in there, so the guys got away from the rink a little bit. But now they're heading into a situation where we've got a show coming up on Sunday, a selection show. It's going to be a big one. We're going to find out where they're going, and they're going to go quick. Uh, and they're going to really, you know, they got to pack their stuff and get ready to go and uh, jump right into a regional, and then, you know, the chips will fall where they may after that. But I think it, one thing I will say that I read from everybody who came through here tonight, there's an excitement. Yes. They are ready to go. They're fired up. They're pumped. They just want to know now, all right, where are we going? Okay, let's recap what's going on on Sunday. Okay. Uh, 3 to 5 at College Bar and Grill will be live set up. We're sending you up, though, to uh, the uh, Papago Golf Course where they're going to have the private um, party for the team and administrators and coaches. 
you're going to be there with your mic ready for some uh, some quick action and uh, some quick reaction. Uh, the show goes quick. I mean, the show yeah, actually is going to be on from 4 to 4.30 Pacific time, and they're going to roll through those 16 teams pretty quickly, and then there's going to be a lot to digest. But we'll be here to uh, break it all down for you and, uh, and have a little chatter as far as, you know, some of the matchups besides who ASU is playing, who might be in their region, who might they have to face if they win, all those um, what-ifs. And hopefully they'll all be answered, but, well, they will all be answered by the time we get to the selection show, but there's, you know, some chips that need to fall between here and there. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on how some of the regionals pan out, what exactly does take place. And, Scott, some of these teams won't be waiting very long at all. As we were talking about <laughs> earlier, they're going to play Saturday, figure it out Sunday, and off they go. But, um, you know, these guys with the open practice here today at the Ice Den and um, just getting a chance now, the pace has got to pick up a little bit. They've got to get it back in. A, and they uh, it's a tall order for yes. the Sun Devils hockey team to not play games for a couple of weeks and then jump right back in at full speed. That is hard. That is hard to do. So if they're able to pull it off, um, that'll be really cool to see them, you know, be able to get out there. But, man, oh, man, there is no time to have a slow start. You better be ready to go. And let's wrap it up with just a couple of comments that Coach Powers gave us and, and I thought were interesting. Number one was he said that uh, he wanted to get the guys out here at a different environment from what they were comfortable with at their home ice at Oceanside just to get that out of the way early, just to say, hey, you know what, you got to carry your own bags, you got to pack in a different locker room, you got to skate on a different ice, you got a different environment around you. How important do you think that's really going to be coming down the stretch? You know what? Um, I mean, maybe a little bit on the mental side, but uh, these kids are, are young. Um, I say this is an old man of, of 42. Um, but I don't think it makes that big a difference. They're not that far removed from playing in high school, from playing, you know, wherever they were playing, whether it was maybe some junior hockey or uh, selects or wherever. You're still carrying your own bag. Right. You know, you're still taping your own sticks. Uh, you're still doing everything yourself. So, um I don't think they're that far removed from that, but maybe as a little bit of a reminder of, hey, guys, okay, now this is, it's almost back to basics. It's its kind of back to a time when hockey was really exciting and you loved coming to the rink and you right. played purely because you loved playing the game, um, which in a way is a nice throwback, I think, to, to have as something in the back of your mind as you prepare for it. The other thing I thought was interesting, I asked him about what it was like to uh, be sitting around this long and not know who your opponents are, and he said, Really no different because they don't exchange tapes on right. opposing teams until Sunday night anyway. So it's really not going to be a whole lot different for them. He also said that, you know, depending on where they end up in the regional, they may play Friday, but they may also play the last game Saturday. So who really knows? I mean, it's not like it's, it's anything different for them. They're used to traveling on Wednesday, usually going out east and then, and then playing a game Friday night, Saturday night. So who knows? Honestly, I think if they do play the late game, it's not going to affect them all that much because now, Scott, we're in a three-hour time swing. Right. Uh, going out to uh, Providence and Manchester, Lehigh Valley, those are all Eastern time zones. So if you do get the quote-unquote late game, I think that actually favors yeah, I think you're Arizona right. State because right. if it's an 8 o'clock start, that's really a, a, a 5, maybe a 6 if you say, well, the Equinox just hit or whatever. But um, I still think that favors them quite a bit. To I hope they do get a late game. I do, too. Well, Tom, let's wrap it up by telling everybody to join us out at College Bar and Grill. Not only do they have great food, they've got great drinks. We've got some prizes from our friends over at M-Drive and from Oxypass, so we're going to be giving out some free swag, if you will. And uh, 
we're going to be all set. We'll have you up at uh, at the Papsco Golf Course for bringing us everything from the team as it happens. Yep, we'll do some YouTube Live, and uh, we will have it all covered for you. Selection Sunday for this uh, Sun Devils hockey team should be a great time.